0: Welcome, everyone, to the season premiere of The Update. We have a lot of fun stuff in plan for this season, so I hope you're able to join us for this, uh, this bit of a wild ride. In the headlines this Thursday, authorities say that an upstate sheriff's deputy shot to death two teenagers who were in a car that he thought was about to run him over. We'll have the latest details. All 50 states, the District of Columbia and Puerto Rico, they've reached an agreement in principle with Google to settle a lawsuit filed in 2021 over the tech giants' alleged monopolistic control of the distribution of apps for the software that pretty much runs most of the world's cell phones. Jason Dominguez, he broke a third-inning tie with his first home run in the Bronx, and the Yankees got above five hundred for the first time in three weeks with a win over the Tigers. However, Matt Manning, the starting pitcher for Detroit, his right foot was broken when he was hit by a nearly 120-mile-per-hour comebacker off the bat of Giancarlo Stanton. And a liberal group has now filed a lawsuit to bar the former president from the primary ballot in Colorado. The lawsuit contends that Trump is ineligible to run for the White House again under a rarely used clause in the U.S. Constitution aimed at candidates who have supported a quote insurrection. This is the update, Thursday, September the 7th, 2023.
1: celebrating
0: six years of telling New York stories. From the Tommy Lynn stage in New York City, the greatest city in the world, this is the update with Brandon Julian, a three-time winner of the Kingsborough Community College Gold Student Service Award. It's everything that you need to know, because anything can happen in New York. Greetings and salutations to you all folks, every last one of you. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the update on a Thursday. A Thursday that marks an official heat wave in the tri-state area. Just in time, of course, for... <laughs> Sometimes Mother Nature just doesn't make any, doesn't make any damn sense. We have a heat wave. Literally, as uh, as I'm about to mention in a moment, it's uh, it's not exactly beach time weather anymore. By the way, po- by the way, folks, thank you so much for being here. I truly do mean that, and I'm really am glad that you could be with us. Truthfully, also, by the way, folks, I really do hope that all of you you have been enjoying your summer time up to this point. As for me personally, June, July, August, they are very good. I do really love it though when September it does start to roll around once again. You know, the Spirit Halloween stores continue to open across this country. Uh you see the fall decor in the stores, even though right now the weather doesn't reflect it. As of today, the kids as the kids in New York City they are back in school, thank God. <laughs> and I uh, am back here at work, and today I am happy to be starting our 13th season together of original update programming. This season is really going to have a lot of fun, interesting stories, I uh, I guarantee it. And like I said, throughout the course of the program and going forward, you might notice that this show will sound Just a tad different. But we're still going to have all the things that you love about this show, including the news. (laughs) I'm Brandon Julian. Of course, though, folks, we appreciate you so much for being here, wherever you may be, and however personally that you may be listening to us. Lots of news, of course, to catch you up on. We're going to begin this new season of the update up north in DeWitt. And that's because authorities there say that an upstate sheriff's deputy shot to death two teenagers who were in a vehicle that he thought was about to run him over. An Onondaga County sheriff's deputy responding to a report of suspicious activity in the Syracuse suburb of DeWitt, fired three shots into one of two suspected stolen vehicles that drove away yesterday. Sheriff Tobias Shelley said at a news conference that the vehicle nearly ran the deputy over. There is, though, no actual body camera footage of the incident, but Shelley does says that there is uh, video footage taken by the resident who had reported the suspicious activity. On to, of course, some of the other news of this Thursday. And uh, we mentioned this yesterday in our previous season over at the US Open. Alexander Zuriev felt that he had to react when he heard a fan use language from Adolf Hitler's Nazi regime during his U.S. Open match. The man was thrown out, and as was another, during uh, Tuesday, during Novak Djokovic's victory. These ejections are highlighting a challenge that players in the event are facing, as the U.S. Open is drawing the biggest crowds in its history. They want to make sure that these fans are engaged, but not enough to disrupt the tennis, and how to handle it, of course, when they actually do. Talking about the former president, which we will again later on in uh, national news, four months after the civil trial jury found the former president sexually abused and defamed that advice columnist E. Jean Carroll, a federal judge has ruled still more of the president's comments, former, about her, were libelous. The decision means that an upcoming second trial will concern only how much more that Trump will have to pay Carol. Yesterday's ruling stands to streamline significantly the second trial, which is set for this January. It concerns remarks Trump made in 2019, after Carol first publicly claimed that she sexually attacked her in a luxury department store dressing room in the 90s. The former president, of course, he denies it. The first trial concerned the sexual assault allegation. And whether more recent Trump comments were defamatory, jurors awarded Carol $5 million. We all know BTS, of course, and especially Jungkook. He's going to be joining the Global Citizen Festival lineup, marking one of his first live solo appearances ...at the uh, Benefit Concert on the 23rd over in Central Park. The singer, whose debut solo single, Seven, hit number one in the U.S. and around the world this past summer... ...will join Red Hot Chili Peppers, Miss Lauren Hill, Anita, and Megan Thee of course... Uh, as headliners of this event, designed to encourage supporters, especially those in Gen Z, to take action on extreme poverty, gender inequality, climate change, and many other issues. The Global Citizen Festival provides free tickets to the event in exchange for fans uh, taking actions for social change on the group's app and also on its website. The recent court rulings in some of the southern states could affect the battle for control of Congress in the election next year. The courts in both Alabama and Florida recently both ruled recently that maps drawn by the Republican-led legislatures didn't give black voters sufficient opportunity to elect their preferred candidates. If those ruling holds up on appeal, both of them, Democrats could stand to gain seats. The ongoing court battles in Georgia and Louisiana could also benefit Democrats, while Republicans stand to gain from districts that are expected to be drawn over in North Carolina. All told, about a dozen states in this country have ongoing litigation affecting House districts. Uh, The boss, we all know him, of course, is Bruce Springsteen, meanwhile. He's going to be taking an unexpected breather and is postponing his September shows, citing doctor's orders. Springsteen announced on his website yesterday that he was postponing shows for the remainder of the month while he's being treated for symptoms of, quote, peptic ulcer disease. This disease, it causes ulcers to form in the stomach or small intestine that can cause heartburn, nausea, and stomach pain. The postponed shows included scheduled stops in Albany and Syracuse in New York, Baltimore, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and also shows in Connecticut and Ohio. Springsteen, renowned, of course, for his high-energy, three-hour-plus concerts with the East Street Band... Recently performed three nights of shows in his home state, of course, of New Jersey. In other news, the Belmont Stakes, it could be relocated to Saratoga Race Course in upstate New York for next year and also for 2025. Uh, That's one year earlier than the New York Racing Association originally anticipated because of the renovations to Belmont Park. The decision is subject to approval by an oversight board and the New York State Gaming Commission. A final determination is expected in the next few months. Uh, NYRA... They're not considering moving the timing of the third jewel of the race. Of course, racing's, is Triple Crown, of course, from its traditional place in uh, early June. Uh, that's three weeks, of course, after the Preakness and five weeks after, of course, the Kentucky Derby. And finally, every single state in the Union... That also includes the District of Columbia and Puerto Rico. Uh, They have now agreed to uh, settle, they've agreed, I should say, in principle, an agreement with Google to settle a lawsuit that was filed in 2021 over the tech giants' alleged monopolistic control of the distribution of apps for the software that runs essentially most of the world's cell phones. The agreement was cited in a court filing late yet on Tuesday by both sides. Uh, The terms were not actually disclosed. Google still faces several major antitrust lawsuits uh, filed by the Department of Justice and other agencies across the country. Focus, of course, on alleged search-related and advertising market monopolistic behavior. Back in November, it settled with 40 states over the tracking of user location, Paying three hundred and ninety-one million dollars. Time for us to step aside momentarily. When we return on the update this Thursday, we have some brand new uh, messages to tell you from the MTA. We're gonna talk some sports. Talk about how the uh, the Yankees—they're now above. 500 for the first time in about three weeks as they got a win over the Tigers. But uh, you can also decide and debate whether this was an accident or whatnot. <laughs> that uh, Matt Manning, the starting pitcher for the Tigers, his right leg got broken on a comebacker by Giancarlo Stanton that went nearly 120, yes, 120 miles per That's just the uh, miraculousness of the game, I could say. Apparently, opposites they really do attract. One in five couples they say they have nothing in common. And you know what, folks? That actually is just fine. And then we're going to talk together, of course, the latest national news. Up north in Juneau, in Alaska. The Biden administration, they've canceled the remaining seven oil and gas leases in the Arctic National Wildlife Refuge, overturning sales that were held in the Trump administration's waning days, and no doubt, of course, it's angering Republicans. Going to talk about this, folks, and a lot more, too, of course, when the update of Brandon Julian in the heat and the humidity, this is officially a heat wave in New York, Uh, (laughs) when the update continues in just a moment. Brandon Julian. Honestly, people, I would do anything for my wife. Tommy, but I know I'm not the best romantic person out there. There are more people that are more romantic than I am. Did you know, folks, that a long, long time ago, Prince Edward abdicated his right to the English throne to the woman he loved? Isn't that unbelievable? He had to choose between the woman he loved or being king of England, and that idiot chose the girl... Now, I'm sure, folks, that it was the right moment at that exact moment in time, and I'm happily in a relationship with my wife. But even in the best of moments, each person in a relationship has had a time where they thought, I've made an enormous mistake. But you know what, folks? I bet you never thought I could have been King of England. This is the update with Brandon Julian. Available wherever you listen to
1: podcasts. The Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council present the story of Cynthia and Ed.
0: My mother was always very active and independent, and she was familiar with her neighborhood. But one day, out of the blue, she stopped at the stop sign for much longer than usual. And uh, she didn't know
1: now is the time to talk visit alz.org slash our stories to learn more a message from the alzheimer's association and the ad council
0: brandon julian you know that's a big holiday tradition you know it's fruit cake I love all the holiday traditions, as Jim Gavigan once said. You know, like the Christmas tree? My birthday's right next to Christmas. Christmas tree, you know, we go chop a tree, we go put it in our living room. Sometimes I think that's the creation of a drunk man, really. Some woman wakes up, honey, why is there a pine tree in our living room? I like it. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna decorate it for Jesus And then I'm gonna hang my socks over the fireplace fill them with candy Maybe I can tie some leaves to a ceiling see if I can get some action And now I'm gonna pick on this catch Merry Christmas This is the update with Brandon Julian Available wherever you listen to podcasts. Keeping an eye on the roads, the rails, and the skies, it's time for Traffic and Weather Together. Beginning August 28th through the first half of 2024, F-trains will run on the E-Line at all times in both directions between Rockefeller Center and Jackson Heights Roosevelt Avenue because of track replacement along the 63rd Street line. On weekdays, M-trains will not run between Rockefeller Center and Forest Hills 71st Avenue. M-trains will run between 57th Street on the F-Line and Metropolitan Avenue. A special F shuttle train will run every 20 minutes between Lexington Avenue, 63rd Street, and 21st Street, Queensbridge, stopping at Roosevelt Island. The shuttle train will not run overnight. Free shuttle buses will run between 21st Street, Queensbridge, and Queens Plaza on days and evenings, and between Roosevelt Island, 21st Street, Queensbridge, and Queens Plaza overnight. Beginning June 26th at approximately 6.15 a.m. through the remainder of 2023, seven express trains will run only between 74th Street, Broadway, and Flushing Main Street in both directions because of station enhancement work and escalator replacement. During rush hours, seven express trains will make all local stops, between 74th Street, Broadway, and 34th Street, Hudson Yards. Beginning Monday, February 27th, the passageway connecting the 1, 2, 3, F, L, and M trains at 14th Street, 6th Avenue is closed because of accessibility improvements. If you normally transfer between the 1, 2, 3, F, L, and M trains at 14th Street, 6th Avenue, you still will be able to for free via an out-of-system walking transfer between 6th and 7th Avenue. The New York City Police Department would like to remind you to keep your belongings in sight and to stay aware of your surroundings. If you see something suspicious in the station or on the train, tell a police officer or an MTA employee. MTA crews are here to help us get around. Let's treat them with respect. Assaulting a New York City transit employee is a felony punishable by up to seven years in prison. The fare on local, limited, and select bus service is $2.90, with the exception of the BX-18A, BX-18B, B60, M116, Q4, Q4 Limited, S-46, and S-96 Limited, starting September 24th. Transfers must be requested upon payment of the cash fare. For the S-79 select bus service, pay your fare on board the bus. For all other select bus service routes, pay at the kiosk outside and hold your ticket for the duration of your trip for possible inspection. The fare on express buses is $7. Coins are not accepted as a payment on express buses. No with the latest scores and highlights, it's time for the sports update. You will hear me continue to say this over and over again, folks, so make sure you get used to it. Are the Mets and the Yankees mathematically still in the wildcard chase? Yes. Are they actually going to make the playoffs? Most likely no, but then again, as I continue to say, weird things have happened in Major League Baseball, so we will just have to wait and see in a game-by-game approach. Uh, Mets were wrapping up a brief two-game set in Washington against the Nationals. They're going to go up to uh, Minnesota and play the Twins over this coming weekend. Uh, rookie Josh Young, Jacob Young, I should say, a grounded. The game-winning single through the drawn-in infield and the Nationals, they rally past the Mets 3-2 to end their six-game losing streak. Uh, Carter Keyboom opened up the ninth inning with a four-pitch walk against Phil Bickford, uh, who then hit Jake Aloo with an 0-2 pitch. Eldemario Vargas then laid down a sacrifice bunt to set up the game-winning hit for Young. Uh, Kyle Finnegan retired the side in the ninth inning for the last place Nationals, who moved one and a half games. They moved closer, uh, to the underachieving Mets in the NL East. The Mets led 2-0 through six innings behind Jose Buto, whose fourth major league start, by the way, was also his best. Uh, Mets did get robbed in that ninth inning if you, uh, you saw the game on SNY. Uh, Ronnie Mauricio who's been nothing but gold for the Mets so far, literally hit into an unassisted double play. And that ended the threat for New York. Uh, The Yankees, up in the Bronx, are continuing to take on the Tigers. Uh, The Martian, or Jason Dominguez, whichever one he wants to be called. (laughs) He broke a third-inning tie with his first Yankee Stadium home run and the Yanks got back to above-high 500 for the first time in about three weeks with a 4-3 win over the Tigers. Dominguez homer for the third time in five games since his big league debut last week, a 110-mile-per-hour line drive off of Brisky. The 20-year-old switch hitter is batting three thirty five RBIs, and 11 11- point at a 1.1143 OPS. The Yankees have matched their longest winning streak of the year at five, and they've won eight of their last nine since they reached the low mark of the season when they went 62 and 68. More bad news for the Tigers, though. Uh, Matt Manning, who was the starting pitcher, for Detroit last night, his right foot was broken when he was hit by a nearly 120-mile-per-hour comebacker off the bat of Giancarlo Stanton and the Tigers' loss. The 25-year-old right-hander is going to miss the rest of the season. He had already missed two and a half months earlier this year after being hit on the foot by a comebacker off the bat of the Blue Jays' Alejandro Kirk. Stannons' hardest hit ball of the season rebounded off of Manning's foot, struck the pitcher on the backside, and then was gloved by Manning, who still threw the first base for the final out of the first inning. It's not exactly the best way, you know, that you want to go. Now, folks, when we return on the update this Thursday... Apparently, opposites, they really do attract. One in five couples, they say that they, they got nothing in common. And they say, you know what, that is really just fine. And, uh, and then we're going to talk together, of course, the latest national news. South of the border down in Mexico City, the Supreme Court there, they've thrown out all federal criminal penalties for abortion. Uh, We're going to talk about this, folks, and a lot more, too, of course. But first, ladies and gentlemen, we do have to inform you about the following. Where does the time go? I personally really hope I didn't write that line. (laughs) Well, it turns out maybe I actually did. Time continues to move forward, but looking back on the past is always important. It's how we grow as people. Plus, of course, you always have those times when you're like, oh, yeah, I remember that from way back when. Well, that's what we have for you on the update every weekend and on the select periods, too. Uh, My producers look for any excuse to hold a party, and that's what we have for you, digging into our archives every weekend, playing you the best episodes from our previous years of the update. And every once in a while, we cram the best of an entire year of the update into one episode for your listening convenience. And if you don't know we're having a party, you will after you hear this down by declaring that we're having a big party. (laughs) So, every weekend, listen to the archives of the update to see what you remember from when that episode aired. And, of course, be on the lookout for the best of particular years of the update every so often. Keep listening on the weekends and every now and again because it'll be a party that you personally will never forget. Unless, of course, you can't actually remember it from, you know, the night before. <laughs> Now, the update of Brandon Julian. It'll be right back after, of course, these messages. And uh, my producers actually left some uh, gifts for me under the sofa behind the set. How nice of them, actually. Excuse me. Brandon Julian. You know, Valentine's Day coming up we surprise the ones we love with those big red hearts you know filled with the gamble chocolate think about it has anybody ever eaten any chocolate of those with any confidence you're like oh this is either going to be really good or horribly nasty guess i'm just big enough to find out oh i got the one filled with toothpaste gonna take another nine of those to get rid of that flavor you know, there's a big red heart full with a gamble chocolate, otherwise there's the tiny heart-shaped antacids. I know I make you nauseous. Here's a Thomas with hug me written on it. You know, maybe that'll help. This is the update with Brandon Julian, available wherever you listen to podcasts.
1: A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council.
0: From New York, home of your NCAA men's champion, Yukon Huskies. This is the update with Brandon Julian. Available wherever you're listening to podcasts. Indeed, it is, folks. Welcome back to a new season of the update of Brain and Julian on a Thursday, everyone. A very hot and a very humid uh, Thursday around here. But as the weather people do say, we've made it to the light at the end of the tunnel, s- supposedly. <laughs> they say with... Um, with some showers and some storms, uh, tomorrow, Saturday, we're going to finally break this heat, this three-day crippling heat. But nonetheless, a heat advisory still been extended through tomorrow evening. So, you know, just take it easy, you know, make sure you drink plenty of water. All the things that we've been doing, of course, the entire summer with the heat and the humidity. Like I said, though, folks, thank you so much for still being here with us, and uh, I really appreciate you being here. Start of a new season, if you follow me on Instagram, those people who know who they are, usually I post a preview of this program on Instagram, and I've been messing around with some new stuff, uh, you know, because, you know, new season, why not? So if you follow me on Instagram, check it out. Let me know what you uh, what you think of it. Uh, in the meantime, though, we're going to go back after, you know, the last few weeks we've been talking about looking back at camp. Um, last week, of course, and the week before, was looking back at how Camp Mackinac went for this year. Now we're going back to regular uh, feel-good curiosity stories to, you know, get you thinking. Maybe even make you laugh. And in this case, folks, at least for today, maybe Paula Abdul was actually right about something. <laughs> There's new research that reveals that opposites really do attract, with one in five couples admitting to having nothing in common, and that's honestly just fine. Sounds a bit like sounds a bit like me and my wife when I first when we first met. I mean, you put me and her side by side, you'd be like, no. <laughs> There is no, like, you two are the complete opposites of each other. But, you know, as the years have gone on, you know what? We found out that that, folks, is just fine. It really is just fine. (laughs) A new study of 2,000 adults in a relationship that was commissioned by the British Cable Channel. It shows that 51% were attracted to their partner because of the physical and vocal differences, such as facial features, style, and accents. Like I said, this was 2000 relationships commissioned by the British cable channel Sky Atlantic. Nearly 25% found that they have different hobbies compared to their partner, and 14% of people said that their musical tastes were on completely different wavelengths. Whether couples have a lot in common or little to nothing, compromise, of course, is always involved in the relationship. Of the adults poll, 22% admit they change their interest to have something in common with their partner. Some aspects that can be challenging for pairs who are polar opposites to overcome, like 11%, they do admit they find it difficult to plan things to do with their partner, and 34% have disagreed with their significant other on decision-making. Regardless of the differences, though, 51% of the the respondents claim opposing relationships work best for them, and 73% believe having different interests can lead to more enriching conversations in a relationship. The study also revealed that 24% of the participants believe couples with contrasting views are more likely to stay together than those without. Some celebrity couples that share this, or are complete opposites, include Michael Douglas and Catherine Zeta-Jones, Elon Musk and Grimes, and Bill Murray and Kellis, at least according to the findings. Douglas and Zeta-Jones, by the way, they've been married for 23 years. Meanwhile, there was a more recent report from the University of Colorado Boulder that throws water on the notion. The couples need not have anything in common to actually get along. Psychological researchers, they have found, quote, no compelling evidence that opposites tracked after reviewing several million couples' case studies from 100 years all the way back to 1903. Uh, Author and psychology doctoral candidate Tanya Horowitz found, quote, our findings demonstrate that birds of a feather... Are indeed more likely to flock together. Extensive research analyzed over 130 personality traits, such as political views, alcohol consumption, social behavior, and age of first intercourse for reasons. (laughs) The analysis it found that between 82 and 89% of traits, partners were likely to be similar, challenging quote, opposites attract saying. Horowitz would go on to add, quote, "Uh, these findings suggest that even in situations where we feel like we have a choice about our relationships, there may be mechanisms happening behind the scenes of which we aren't fully aware. Uh, We're hoping that people can use this data to do their own analyses and learn more about how and why people end up in the relationships that they do, which truthfully, though, is a really good question. For some people. <laughs> Why do some people end up in the relationships that they do? It's uh, a question. It's, uh, it's as old as time. What isn't a question as old as time is uh, what's happening in national news. <laughs> it's a new season. I got to find new ways to talk about this Transition. <laughs> So I will tell you that national news. It is next for us around here, of course, when the update with Brandon Julian continues. Brandon Julian. You know, folks, if you really do think about it, in this day and age, it's a good thing that we can't report people that we don't like to 911 or the police. Could you imagine how that call would go? You know, it'd be like, 911, what's your emergency? Yeah, that lady Carol is at the barbecue again. <laughs> this is the update with Brandon Julian, available wherever you listen to podcasts. What
1: is dedication?
0: My daughter started making necklaces. She makes what we call affirmation fashion. I tell her every day that your black is beautiful. Your black is beautiful. And if there's anything better than being beautiful, it's being smart. If there's anything better than being smart, it's being kind. And reaffirming that every day is our method of making sure her chin never drops. My dad wasn't around, and I remember riding a bike and falling off and cutting myself, and me never just wanting to get back on it. People ask, how your children learned how to ride a bike, and you didn't. I didn't teach them. I just created an environment where they taught themselves, and all I had to
1: do was be there. That's dedication. Visit fatherhood.gov to hear more. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council.
0: julian you know folks if i were to do something if i would accidentally combine something uh, most people would consider it a mistake but other people actually do these things on purpose you know what that's called criminal intent this is the update with brandon julian available wherever you listen to podcasts Welcome back to The Update with Brian and Julian on a Thursday, everyone. The start of a brand new season around here for us, of course. I thank you so much, folks, for still being here with us. You know, let us talk together right now, of course, the latest national news. And we're going to go over to Juneau, all the way up in Alaska. With the Biden administration, they've canceled the remaining seven oil and gas leases in Alaska's Arctic National Wildlife Refuge. Overturning sales held in the Trump administration's waning days and angering, of course, many Republicans. The administration also proposed stronger protections against development on the 13 million acres in the National Petroleum Reserve, Alaska. The Department of Interiors' decision to cancel the leases comes after the Biden administration uh, disappointed environmental groups earlier this year by approving the Willow Oil Project in the Petroleum Reserve. Litigation over the approval of that project, of course, it is still pending. In other news, we're going to go over to uh, Mexico City, Uh, where the Supreme Court there, they've thrown out all federal criminal penalties for abortion. The sweeping ruling issued yesterday declared that national laws prohibiting the procedure are unconstitutional and violate women's rights. The decision extended Latin America's trend of widening abortion access. The high court ordered that abortion be removed from the federal penal code. The decision will require the Federal Public Health Service and all federal health institutions to offer abortion to anyone who actually requests it. We're going to go out now to the American West out in Denver, where a liberal group has now filed a lawsuit to bar the former president from the primary ballot out in Colorado. This lawsuit contends that Trump is ineligible to run for the White House again under a rarely used clause in the U.S. Constitution aimed at candidates who have supported a, quote, insurrection. The lawsuit, which is citing the 14th Amendment, is likely the initial step in a legal challenge that seems to be destined for the U.S. Supreme Court lawsuit was filed on behalf of six Republican and unaffiliated Colorado voters by the group Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics in Washington. And speaking of, in Washington, federal prosecutors, they plan to seek a grand jury indictment of the president's son Hunter before the end of the month, according to newly filed court documents. The filing comes in a gun possession case in which Hunter Biden was accused of having a firearm while being a drug user, though prosecutors did not name exactly which charges that they will actually be seeking. He's also been under investigation, of course, uh, by federal prosecutors for his business dealings. U.S. Attorney for Delaware, David Weiss, newly named a special counsel in this case, referred to seeking an indictment before the 29th in a stats report required by Judge Mary Ellen Norica. There is more national news for us to discuss, and we will address those, of course, when the update of Brian and Julian returns in just 60 seconds. Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting. A teenager learning the lingo. Today I'm going to help parents translate teen slang. Now, when a teen says something is on fleek, it's exactly like saying, that's rad. It simply means that something is awesome or cool. Another one is totes. It's exactly like saying, totally, just shorter. As in, I totes love going to the mall with Becca. Another word you might hear is jelly. Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous. As in, Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will think you're, um, rad just the same. To learn more, visit adoptuskids.org, a public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. Welcome back to the update with Brandon Julian on. A Thursday, everyone. Thank you so much, of course, folks, for still being here with us in the crock and grime, the heat, and most definitely, of course, the humidity of it all. We're talking together right now, of course, the latest national news. And we're going to go down to the heart of Texas, Austin, Texas, where a federal judge has ordered the state to move a large floating barrier to the bank of the Rio Grande by the 15th. The barrier has drawn protests from both the U.S. and Mexican governments. The ruling yesterday is a setback to Governor Greg Abbott's latest aggressive tactic to try stopping migrants from crossing America's southern border. Dozens of bright orange wrecking ball-sized buoys have created a water barrier longer than a soccer field on a stretch of river where migrants often try crossing from Mexico. Mexico. Texas also has installed razor wire and steel fencing on the border. Texas officials have said that the state, it would appeal. In other news, we're going to go back out to the west and go to Phoenix and talk about the weather. As you know, we only address the weather on this program when the weather is bad, like it is now with the heat and the humidity. But uh, like I said during the summer, if you think it's bad here, you should go being out in the West. They're already the largest, the hottest large city in America, Phoenix. And now they're poised to set yet another heat record. Confirmed heat associated deaths in the metro area are also on track for their own record. The National Weather Service says that this weekend, Phoenix is expected to break the city's previous record of 53 days of highs at or above 110 degrees, which was set not that long ago in 2020. Phoenix so far this year has seen 52 days of highs at or, 100, at or over 110 degrees, and they're expected to hit that mark again both on Saturday and Sunday. Meteorologists say that the temperature could also hit 110 degrees on Monday as well. Back in Washington, the president has refused to approve the conditions that lawyers for the defendants in the 9-11 attacks had sought in a possible plea bargain in this case. That's according to a White House National Security Council official. The official was not authorized to comment and spoke on the condition of anonymity yesterday. Military prosecutors and the defense lawyers have been exploring a possible plea bargain in the Al-Qaeda attacks for more than a year. This plea bargain would have the men plead guilty and serve life sentences in exchange for being spared the risk of the death penalty. Biden had been asked to agree to provide guarantees, including that the men would be spared solitary confinement and finally an information technology director at mar-a-lago struck a cooperation agreement with federal prosecutors last summer in their investigation of the former president's retention of classified documents at the former president's florida property that's according to the workers ex-lawyer Stanley Woodward, a former attorney for the IT manager, made the revelation in a court filing responding to Justice Department arguments that he had a potential conflict of interest because of his representation of another key figure in the Mar-a-Lago probe, Trump valet Walt Natoa. A cooperation agreement generally requires an individual to assist in a criminal investigation in exchange, of course, for not being prosecuted. I'm going to let you guys ponder on this. As we say in the words of Walter Cronkite, that's the way it is. Thursday, September the 7th, 2023. That is the update on this Thursday. I'm Brandon Julian. We appreciate you being here with us. Uh, (laughs) Another season, at least the opening of another season, already knocked down. Our best of year three show, it drops next Saturday, wherever you listen to this podcast. So until the rain washes out the humidity once again, then lets the spider out. (laughs) In the words, of course, of Roger Grimsby and Bill Butel, hopefully that your news, folks, it will be good news. I thank you very much for joining me. Good luck. Be safe. And most importantly, folks, please be well. And, uh, honey, I'm moving last season's, uh, uh, studio furniture into, um, into our storage space. You know, your father can sleep on the couch if he wants. <laughs> Thunderstorms, they're supposed to come and wash out all this humidity and get us set for actual fall temperatures. You know, it actually feeling like September. Let's talk about that and a lot more, too, of course, folks, when I see you right back here tomorrow. And get us set for another uh, Getaway Friday and another weekend in the month of September. See you then.